Welcome to another edition of the Music Academy Success Podcast. Music Academy Success is the largest and number one program for music school owners. Since 2008, Master Business Coach Marty Fort has worked with school owners and teachers in 44 states and on six continents. On the Music Academy Success Podcast, you'll hear interviews with music lesson industry leaders so you can learn how to better your business by getting more students, keeping students longer, and building the music school and lifestyle of your dreams. And now, here's your host for the podcast, CEO of Music Academy Success, Mr. Marty Fort. Welcome to the Music Academy Success Podcast. This is Marty Fort here with you. I'm the CEO and coach of the Music Academy Success Program. And so excited today, we got our special guest, Tim Benson. Music Academy Success, since 2008, is the largest and leading coaching organization for music school owners. We work with teachers that teach out of their homes. We work with teachers that drive to students' homes work with small to middle sized medium-sized schools from anywhere from 50 to 300 students to large schools, 500, 1,000. We've even got members with 4,000 students. And what we do is we help them to grow their business, grow their enrollment, um, have less stress, improve their retention, improve every facet of their business. And we've got a really jam-packed year coming up. Um, some housekeeping before we dive in with Mr. Benson, our guest today. Um, we've got our event in Walt Disney World coming up with our Advanced Academy. For our Titanium members, we're going to be there. Our special guest is Dan Kennedy. He's going to be coming in, spending two and a half hours with us on Zoom, talking about different Disney topics. It's going to be awesome. Um, and we've already got a sold-out group for that. That's kind of our annual pilgrimage to Disney we take every year with our members. Um, we're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee in April. I'm so excited to have the annual Music Academy Success Convention in Nashville, our keynote speaker this year. And we have always had amazing keynote speakers. We've had Randy Zuckerberg, who is um, the, the CEO of Zuckerberg Media. She's also the inventor of Facebook Live. She did an amazing keynote presentation for us in um, Dallas, Texas. And if you haven't read her book, it's called Pick Three. It's a New York Times bestseller. I highly recommend it, Pick Three by Randy Zuckerberg. Um, this April, we're featuring another New York Times bestselling author. That's Dave Kirpin. And he is the CEO of Likeable. He's going to be talking about digital marketing, online marketing trends, also mental health issues for musicians, and um, just how to improve our schools and get more students. I'm very excited to have Mr. Dave Kirpin there, as long as we're with our annual competition, which we're doing something new this year. Um, we're doing a Clash of the Titans contest. And Tim is actually one of our former School of the Year winners. He won in 2014, and I flew to his school. The mayor came out. We spent some time together. But this year is going to be a unique competition that it, we're going to feature our members that have thrived during COVID or done well during the pandemic, held their own, even some of our alumni from past competitions. It's going to be a really great combination of people that for the first time are competing, showcasing all the great stuff they've done and people that have done the contest before. Because even though, you know, I, I got Tim a letter from the SBA about two weeks ago, and they've classified our industry as hard hit. We were officially classified as a hard hit industry. And I know that to be true because a lot of schools have closed or are not doing well. But as you know, um, you know, mass that we call Music Academy Success, mass for short, we are kind of in a bubble unto ourselves. And my schools, um, we didn't qualify for the second round of PPP because our sales are up. And to be very specific with you, February of um, last year, our gross sales were 161,000 for all three locations. Um, fast forward to this year, we've already still got more time to go. We've done $183,000. Almost, we're not, we're eight students away from 1500 and we're doing just amazing. So that's one of the reasons I want to have you on the call today is to talk about your journey and what you've done and how things are going for you for, from COVID. So um, let's welcome you to the call, Tim. You know, tell us first about you. You know, who who is Tim Benson? Who are you? 
what do you do? Tell us about your school. And let's just kind of break the ice for people that don't know your story. And welcome to the podcast, Mr. Tim Benson. Well, thank you, Mr. Ford. Um, I appreciate the introduction there. My name is Tim Benson, and I, um, I own a music school in Lafayette, Louisiana, called the Music Academy of Acadiana. Uh, we actually started very similar to your story, um, you know, talking about a guitar teacher. Uh, I went to school for guitar. I've been a guitar player most of my life, went to college and essentially decided, you know, I did this band thing for a while and I decided, you know, I, I like doing the band stuff, but I really wanted to kind of focus in on growing a business of some sort. Got into teaching, taught a private student, you know, here and there, then slowly grew over time. And then in 2010, decided, you know what, I want to, I want to open up a official school with, um, a, you know, a bunch of rooms, get some more teachers. And we started that in 2010. And we've been growing ever since. <clears throat> we actually joined the mass program in 2011. You know, we kind of hit a plateau before your program because, you know, I'm a guitar player. I'm a musician, but I really didn't know how to run a business. And your, um, your products came in really at the right time for me. It really trained me on how to think like a business owner. And, uh, you know, ever since we've grown and now we're here in 2021, we're well over 500 students. I've owned the building that I'm in. Uh, we've got about 38 teachers, four office staff, and, um, you know, I'm able to now grow other businesses and it's just been great. And I really fulfills me as an entrepreneur. So thanks again to the mass system. Uh, I could not have done it without your guidance and with also this, the peers in the mass group and just all the training. So here we are. <laughs> so Tim, um, let's go back in time. Um, you know, you say you play guitar, tell us more about that. Um, tell us more about your, you know, musicianship, musical journey as a student, as an artist, and also, you know, what lessons did you have as a kid? Okay. Well, here in Lafayette, uh, you know, we're in South Louisiana. I, I got interested in playing music right around when I was 11 or 12 years old. And I remember having this conversation with my mother um, after trying to diddle around on guitar, you know, how do I play this thing? I asked her, you know, is there a such thing as a guitar teacher? So I didn't even think that that was, that that was a thing. You know, I thought, you know, yeah, you can you can maybe learn a band instrument in high school or middle school, but I didn't really see anything for like a guitar player. And so I didn't know what was out there in the world. And I asked her here in our city, you know, do they have anybody that does that? And honestly, and this was like early 90s, Marty, we couldn't find anybody. It was hard, right? We didn't have the internet. We had, you know, even yellow pages, there's there's not like a guitar teacher in the yellow pages even then. So we, we luckily found somebody that was a friend of my mother's and um, her son taught guitar. He was in college. And that was my first introduction into how to learn this thing. Um, fast forward a few years later, I went to the local college here for music. And it was awesome because I, I started to feel like I know what's possible with this instrument, um, such as yourself too. I think we both studied classical guitar. Uh, but as you know, that's a very limited industry in some ways. Um, you know, the, the, the demand may not be as high as it was back in the Segovia days, right? And, and you know, I always felt like I wanted to strive for more. We then created a band. We went on tour. I did the music industry thing, very similar to your story. Uh, but even the music industry has changed over the years. And, you know, I just fell in love with actually starting a business of some sort. And, um and that's been my journey. And, and it's really been cool. I really appreciate having a mentor. And that's the one thing I've, I've realized on reflection 
is having a guitar teacher. They showed me the right scales, having a college professor. They showed, they showed me the right theory, but having a business coach, they showed me how to run the business and like a producer for a band, which we had too. It's all about coaching the group to become the best you can be. And I feel like in business mentorship, it's the same thing. It's learning the skills to be the best you can be at what you do. Absolutely. So you talked about how you found your first guitar teacher. You talked about going to college and yeah, you know, like you, you know, I, I um, got, I went to governor school for the arts, studied with Christopher Berg um, in 1992. And, and he actually studied with Segovia at the university of Southern California master classes. Um, the, the funny story with that, he always tells us he had a seven string guitar and Segovia always gave him a hard time every day he was playing. And he, he made fun of him literally every day. <laughs> finally, I think it was like the third or, third or fourth time because they, they had consecutive days for the classes. And Segovia stopped him. He said, where's your string? And Berg had pulled it out of his pocket. He had taken it off just to get him to stop. On. And he pulled it out and the whole audience erupted laughter. But Christopher Berg, major influence on me. Yeah. Um, I went to North Carolina School of the Arts. I was there. Um, the last two years, Aaron Shearer was running the program, which Aaron Shearer, as you all know, in mm-hmm. the classical guitar space, um, Big founded name. the first, yeah, first founded the first college programs um, for classical guitar in the U.S. in the '60s. And I studied, studied privately with Gerald Clickstein, um, mm-hmm. but I was able to have you know master class with um, Shearer for two years, you know, twice a week, which was awesome to play for him and some pedagogy classes and stuff. And then I got my master's at USC with Berg, and then I taught at USC Upstate for six years. So for you. How did you make the transition from, you know, um, college student to gigging musician to teacher? How and when did you start teaching guitar, Tim? So when we were touring, uh, after, after I graduated college, it was really, uh, I, I really was invested in the band that I was working with. And we had some, you know, we played all the time. I finally had the time to do it after I graduated. And, you know, on the side, after we kind of got our tour schedule sort of stabilized, you know, people would ask me, Tim, you seem to be really good at explaining things you should, you should maybe try teaching. And we, you know, I would just have friends of friends that would want to study. So we'd meet up with them. They'd come over to my apartment at the time. Um, and, and we work on scales and songs and everything. And, and really Marty, it just built from there. It was, it was interesting. Um, you know, I did work a few other jobs on the side too, during that time. But the one thing that was interesting is that you know, I could never walk away completely from music. Something would always bring me back in. And I remember, you know, I used to work for a, uh, a guitar manufacturer here in the mid 2000s uh, as, as their sale, one of their sales guys. And I remember saying, you know, this might be a really good career. But even then, I still had people contacting me. Hey, Tim, can you teach me on the Saturdays or Sundays when, when I was off? And so there was something that always compelled me to stay with teaching Fast forward a few few years later, um, I think that business mindset somewhere resonated with me. And, and again, like I mentioned earlier, it's just there's something in the voice that said, you know, Tim, you could do this. You could you could really do this on your own. Um, and and that's what catapulted me to take the leap into, you know, then then I found a local music store. I rented out a space. I built my students, and then from there, uh, found a space. Luckily in Lafayette, and that's in 2010. Um, you know, started with, you know, 40 students, a hope and a dream. And, but I just kept at it. I kept trying to get word of mouth out. I didn't know how to market at the time. Uh, it was just basically, Hey student, if you have a friend that wants to take lessons, tell them about me. And I didn't even have a business card at the time. So that tells you how organized I was, but over time I did develop those things. 
Um, and that that's really sort of the genesis of how this all started. Well, and that segues to my next question. I mean, so take us further there. So that, you know, that was the kind of the genesis of Guitar Academy Acadiana. Yep. What was that time in your life like? I mean, how many students did you have? What was it like growing that? And then you mentioned, I think earlier, um, you know, you kind of hit a plateau. So let's go back in time. Tim Benson, guitar teacher guy, and the the beginnings and then evolution of Guitar Academy of Acadiana. Yeah, so three rooms um, that we rented in this place. Um, It was actually, funny story, it was me and two other guitar teachers, and that was it. And for the first, I would say six months, we just wanted guitar students, you know, because in my world, it's guitar because I'm a guitar player because, you know, that's what we do. And it was a mixture of I would walk into the building and I have my schedule of students, you know, three or four or five for the day. And the rest of the time I'm thinking, you know, how how do I get more students? You know, Um, oh, and if the phone rang while I was teaching, uh, you know, the old routine of, okay, hang on one second, Mr. Student, let me just take a quick message and then I'll tell them, I'll call them back and then back to the lesson. So it was a lot of juggling. I didn't have really a, an office helper at the time. Um, you know, we got to about, and then we pre- we repeated that process for a good six to eight months, got to about a hundred students, you know, me and my two other compadres teaching guitar, pretty good. You know, we had 25, 30 students each. It was, it was good. Um, and then we came up with the bright idea of, you know, we could probably add more instruments. And it was sort of like this epiphany, like, oh, is that really possible? And, and Marty, you got to understand, I was very fearful about that, too, because I knew how to teach p- guitar. But I was worried that, OK, so how do I structure a lesson offering for piano if I've never personally taught it? OK, so we'll hire a piano teacher. But we're like, what if we don't jive with them? You know, there's just a lot of doubt, right? Um, luckily though, we had a good friend of ours that was looking for, um, she was a piano player. She was looking for more teaching opportunities and we, and we tried it out and it happened to work for a little while. Um, but what it taught me, that was my first instance of really starting to get outside of my comfort zone and manage other types of instruments and teachers that I, I just hadn't had the experience of doing. And what it made me realize is that actually this is all the same it's just a different instrument, but the structure is the same. And that was a huge epiphany for me. Um, so from that point, uh, we added on a voice teacher and I think we had a drum. One of my good friends was going to do drums. And so, so it started to evolve from there. Um, and then we sort of hit a plateau. It was like a hundred students. We couldn't break through it. And I get a postcard from a Mr. Fort from the mass system. And one of the things was, are you literally, I believe the postcard said, do you feel that you have plateaued? I'm like, this guy's reading my mind. How is this possible? Right. So, um, and I remember I said, you know what, I'm going to try this program out. I was a little, I was a little hesitant at first. I didn't know who you were, you know, what to expect. And I remember the very first thing you told me on our call, as soon as, you know, I signed up was Tim, you have to change the name. And I, I think I resisted that because that was just such a new thing for me, right? And the, and the thing you said, I still remember this to this day, is like, Tim, do you want to grow your business? I said, yes. Do you want only guitar students? I said, no. Then why are you called Guitar Academy of Acadiana, you know? Right. And I couldn't figure out why we couldn't get piano and voice teachers. And you're like, Tim, it's because your name. Yeah. Nobody knows that you teach that stuff. So that was an interesting and funny story from back in that time. Well, the thing, the thing I always tell people when I'm coaching them on that is this. It's like, okay, if, if you run 
uh, a Chinese restaurant serving Chinese food and you offer pizza on the menu, that's a pretty hard sell um, yeah. because the branding and the concept is Chinese food. Um, you don't you don't really want the pizza there or, or vice versa. You wouldn't go to an Italian restaurant and then order the Chinese egg rolls. It doesn't make any sense. So, so that is definitely a path. And the problem with coaching is, you know, people have to be ready for it. They have to be ready to change. And, um, you know, you've actually transitioned. You're one of our coaches now. You know, you coach with us. You do a monthly um, breaking call. What's unique about the Music Academy Success Program, Tim, as you know, we have you, we have Zoko Pavlovich, um, and you guys are part of our coaching team. So it's not only coaching with me. And one of the things that's really cool that you do with our program is not only does everybody get monthly calls with me, which really during COVID, we'll talk about that in a second. We've gone to weekly calls to support our members, um, is you do a monthly breaking through call. Can you kind of talk to him about what is the breaking through call and, and what is the format? Who is it for and what is the format? And, and, and I got to tell you, Tim, uh, I just talked to one of the people that's a regular on those calls. And man, she grew her business by a thousand percent. She took her business from 20 to 200 students. I want to say less than 18 months. Um, we won't mention Amazing. her name in a privacy. She's one of our members. And yeah. maybe she'll be kind enough to come and do the podcast, but um, but you're very familiar with her because you do have kind of your, your core group. And it's really for people that um, a lot of them are smaller. They have those challenges, but that's a powerful advantage we have in mass. So tell everybody who has never been on one of those calls with you. What is our Music Academy Success breaking through call? How does it work? So it's a great call. It's once a month. It's an open format. There's, it's not recorded. So members of uh, the mass system that just feel like they are they're at a plateau. I'll use that word again. Are they maybe stuck somewhere? It's a great question and answer format where they can ask me specifically, you know, Tim, here's what's going on. What am I, what do I need to do? And I have all these mass blueprints and the system. Um, but I, but I feel like I just need a little bit of guidance as to what should I do next kind of thing. So it's really for members that have a roadblock somewhere and they can't quite figure it out. And it's, it's all about just getting a perspective from, from you and even from me to kind of show them the forest through the trees. Uh, I feel like that's where a lot of these members get caught up. I was caught up too, because we start to, we can, we can worry about a million things in our business. And a lot of times it's just if one or two mindset adjustments that makes and allows for exponential growth down the road. And you mentioned the member that's that's grown her business. That's that happens a lot. I've noticed on these calls, it's one or two things that in their mind they may not have worked out quite yet. And when they come on the call and they ask me the question, and then I say, "Okay, great. So here's what I would do, and here's why I think this is the best way to do it." It makes them reevaluate. You're right. That does make sense. Let me do that. I didn't think of it like that. Okay, this is good. You know what's interesting too, Marty is. I feel those calls, I feel like they are ready to make some of these steps, but they just need a little bit of reaffirmation that that is the right step. And a lot of times when they do implement the items that they should be doing and that they just need a little reinforcement, it makes all the difference in the world. Self-doubt is a real thing in entrepreneurship. We self-doubt all the time. That's really one of the biggest components of having a coach it's not just for the knowledge, but the reinforcement and the encouragement. So those calls not only serve for like a mindset shift, but I really feel like it's a 
okay, I've got the backing of, of, of my coach, of somebody that's got the knowledge in the space. I feel like I can do this move and I, it's not too risky for me. So even just that slight nudge of encouragement, I think that's sometimes what all these, all these folks need, you know, and I, I needed it too. And I still need it sometimes, but so that's how the calls work. They're once a month. They can ask a question. Uh, we have, I mean, the last six months, the calls have been jam packed, which is awesome. And we normally talk about marketing things, what's coming up in the market, um, how to, you know, how to structure some of their systems, their office, you know, how they respond to the, to the phone call. Uh, so it's a lot of just small things like that, but put it together and it really does solve a lot of pictures and a lot of things in their mind that they're still a little fuzzy with. Absolutely. So what's on everybody's mind during this very difficult period um, that thank God we're coming out of, the numbers are coming down, the vaccines are going out, the numbers are coming down a lot. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I, I agree with the newscaster I listened to this morning, you know, COVID is winding down, so we got to be optimistic. Yes. Um, so let's go back in time. March 2020, what happened with you and your school and COVID? Okay, so it was not fun. And I'm just being honest, it was not fun. Um, we got panicked, you know, our community, of course, you know, this new, this new thing comes out, um, you know, pandemic, it hits everybody, it hits everybody, it really does, you know. Um, so we lost, I think in the span of one or two weeks, I mean, we lost almost close to 28% of our, our clients and mainly because they just were unsure of the future. And I understand that. They're unsure about their work um, situation. They're unsure about the health concerns. They're not quite sure about this online thing yet, the Zoom thing. So there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, so it was it was pretty rough. Now, what helped us was number one, you know, we, we just took a list of everybody that was, you know, cutting back for a little while. And we made sure to keep in contact with them because we wanted to make sure that our students knew that we're there for them and um, that we, are, we understand the situation. And that we're just a phone call away. And the second thing, which I thought was really cool, was that, you know, you guys in mass immediately jumped into action. Let's do some uh, some extra just reinforcement. And like I said about the breaking through call, just having that voice to help encourage each other. I cannot tell you how valuable that is. You know, so in a time of uncertainty, you got to lean on each other. And, and, and just some of the things, the ideas that you had to keep everybody's morale high, keep your school's morale high was awesome. Um, it took us about six weeks to kind of come out of that a little bit. We converted completely to zoom for about six weeks. So no in-person lessons. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It's sort of like mass adoption of this online thing, you know, in an instant, but thankfully through the mass system, you had a game plan that you showed us that worked. We adopted it. Our teachers were, were they felt safe. They're ready to go with online. And then, you know, luckily for us here in Louisiana, right around the May timeframe, we were able to start bringing people back in and the comfort level of people coming back in has been increasing ever since. So, and I'm, I'm happy to, to announce that we're back to our pre COVID enrollment. So we're back on track and actually we're in the plus now. So, um, less than a year, we're already here. Awesome job, Tim. And you know, it's a kudos to you and your, your work ethic and your talent. And, and also we're very proud that a lot of your peers and a lot of people you coach with us are doing the same you know, it's just awesome. Um, Thank you. I've got some tips for people listening on the podcast today. I mean, one of the things that helped me, I and mean, we, we like you, when we got locked down in March last year, uh, we dropped 100 students in, 60, in 30 days. 
Yeah. And uh, it was terrifying. We reopened May 18th. As of today, we're probably about 75, 80% back in person, 20% Zoom. And you, like I said, we're, we're still not out of the woods on this. It's going to be going on for a while. So anybody listening that would like to take some action and you know get their students back and also get more students, I definitely recommend if they go to ColumbiaArtsAcademy.com. That's Columbia, A-R-T-S, plural, academy.com. They can see two videos that I did that were very helpful for us to get through COVID. Um, one is our original safety video, which goes through our safety protocols, which are extensive. Um, and we really did everything under the sun from additional air filtration to free masks, to hand sanitizer, to distancing, to plexiglass, to have the parents zoom in. It's a long list. It's all in there. It's about a five minute video, but you guys are welcome to model that for your schools. And also I did a recent one about three weeks ago, which is an update video. We've actually just installed Tim in our HVAC system, Ultravation Solaris, which is high tech UV. So we're doing like double air filtration improvement. And, you know, we're also blessed, you know, I own my three schools and we um, are able to have, um, you know, lessons outside, you know, um, and uh, it's it's a great time this year to buy. You know, there's going to be a commercial real estate downturn. Um, and, you know, if you haven't already, you know, I've been to his seminars, you know, Sam Beckford who's in Canada. Um, you know, he's like the king of commercial real estate for music schools. So if anybody's looking to buy a building, definitely recommend reaching out to him at sembeckford.com. I know he's been working with some mass members recently and nobody knows more about commercial real estate than he does. And there's going to be a commercial real estate crash coming this year. So it's an excellent opportunity. I've got a lot, you know, there's a lot of people that are um, doing SBA loans, buying buildings because the SBA, Tim, loves owner financing. And what I mean by that, excuse me, not owner financing. I take that back. They love owner occupancy. They love yep. they love owner occupied properties, not owner financing. It's SBA financing. Yeah. But what that means is they, they want to finance people that are actually in the building. They don't want to really finance people that have dreams of doing a strip mall. They want to finance guys like you and me who they know are actually going to be on the ground level or going to own or own the property own and occupy the property. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of O's in there is tripping me up. Um, now, you, like a lot of my guys, uh, you know, have expanded into other businesses, um, which I think is fantastic. And, you know, we have a lot of people here, um, you know, longtime clients of mine, some of them have been with me 10 years that are doing all kinds of things that are doing a lot of different ways to, to make income. And you've expanded into two other businesses, NetScore and PhoneScore. And we got to kind of watch the clock because I got a lot more questions for you. But sure. let's go through. Um, tell us first about NetScore. So NetScore really was a, was birthed in July of 2019. And, you know, through learning how to market through the mass system, um, how to, how to create websites, social media campaigns, you know, we decided that I'd like to offer this as a service uh, and then really just starting with the, with the music schools that are in our, in our program. And thanks to you for nudging me in that direction too. Uh, big, big thank you for that. So yeah, NetScore, what we do, well, we, we help create a new site. If you're, you know, if your business needs a new website, if you need to get on social media, if you need to run some advertising, and then really, if you need to get found on Google, um, that's probably one of the biggest changes in our era is getting on top of page one on Google. If you're not there, your business really is invisible and it's really a big weakness for you that needs to be remedied. So that's where we come in. Um, you can check out our website at netscorepro.com. I'll show you everything that we've done. We even have a portfolio of some of our websites and clients that we worked with so people can see exactly what we've done. And uh, yeah, get in touch with us. Um, we, we love to help. <laughs> and then you got another one 
called PhoneScore. PhoneScore. Yeah. So it's kind of like the, yeah. So it's like the sister company of NetScore. And what I like to say is think of both companies really as the same type of entity, but just at different points of the customer journey. So NetScore, we help businesses bring in, you know, ideally new prospective clients and customers. In phone score, once we have that traffic coming in, well, how well are you answering your phones? How well are you delivering your phone script? So businesses really need to have a, a good, um, you know, observation of that when they're, especially when they're not around. If the business owner is not there and not answering the phone, they need to have the confidence that their staff is answering correctly and consistently and doing the steps to follow up with their prospects converting into customers. So what phone score does is. We have a whole team dedicated of secret call shoppers that will pretend that they're a customer. They'll, we have a scorecard. We send a recording and a, and a uh, scorecard at the end of each month to the business owner. And we actually have options where they can role play with us if they have certain weaknesses that they want to work on with an office staff member. So it's a great way for a business owner to keep a good eye on their front desk, their customer relations, because it's great to get all this traffic. But if, you're, if your staff is not being consistent and doing the right things, then it doesn't really matter because they're not converting into a customer. So PhoneScore helps with that. PhoneScorePro.com. You can learn more uh, about our service. And, uh, and we, work with, uh, you know, we work with the mass system for, for music schools exclusively. And so, you know, as I said, the SBA, Small Business Administration, has classified our industry as hard hit. They're, um, they're going to be funding for the second time um, half of our mortgage for, for five months. Um, and we're blessed and thankful for that. Um, but let's talk about our bubble that is, that is Music Academy success. I mean, what, how have your fellow mass members fared during COVID, Tim? What have you seen? I've seen a huge uptick in success stories, believe it or not. Um, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I go onto the Facebook group and I see we've hit record enrollment or I've seen we've, we've beat our pre COVID numbers. We're back like we are. Um, we've had a lot of success stories of parents from other schools telling the, those schools how much they appreciated their efforts throughout this past year. It's been nothing but success. Like it's, it's crazy because I've even had people in my local community. I remember a lady, she came up to me and she, she's running, you know, she teaches piano far away from here, but she, she kind of contacted me. She said, you know, Tim, how on earth are you guys able to recover so fast? It seems like your business just didn't miss a beat. You know why that is? Is because we have a strong community here that leans on each other. And the, the vibe has been nothing but positive, you know, uh, yeah, we recognize it's been a tough year, but I feel like the spirit of this group doesn't, that doesn't get us down at all. If anything, that's sort of like a challenge, you know? So uh, it's been, it's been overwhelmingly positive and it's just great to see. And I, it surprised me, you know, I was kind of expecting to see, okay, we're going to see some, it's going to be iffy, but I haven't seen a whole lot of that. It's been great. Yeah. You know, everybody on this podcast today, um, is most likely a musician and, and they've had music teachers throughout their lives that got them to where they are. And I mentioned many that got me to where I am today. Um, you know, I've always seen, um, you know, the, the business coaching industry and deservedly so Tim gets a bad rap. There's a lot of um, unethical coaches, um, not legitimate coaches, you know, Charles is that kind of thing, but there are so a lot of great coaches out there. Um, and there, there is a direct parallel between, 
um, in my mind, music mentorship, taking music lessons with a teacher and that path that got you and I to where we are as guitar players and business mentorship. What do you see are the comparables? How, how, what's the similarity between music mentorship and business mentorship? So I think there's an extremely easy comparison there. When we learn our instrument, we are learning the mechanics. We're learning the fundamentals of physically how to hold the instrument, how to play scales, how to perform. And a lot of these are just a matter of repetition and execution and outward observation from our mentor correcting our mistakes as we go through this process, right? And over time, we get better at playing our instrument. Well, that directly correlates to running a business. Now, the, the skills might be slightly different, but the fact that you're refining your skills through repetition and execution and having an outward observer that's got more experience than you telling you where you need to adjust, it's the same thing. So I feel like musicians in a way have a leg up on that because they're already used to receiving feedback about how to improve. Um, I think it's a direct correlation. Um, it, it's just a different, you're, it's just different skills, but the, but the process is the same. It's about refining observation, get better at the mechanics, same thing. So Tim, you know, and I agree with everything you said, even though that's all true, you know, a lot of musicians resist getting help. They resist getting coaching. Uh, why do you think that's so? So I have a theory that I've held for a long time that, and I can, I feel like I can say this because I am an artist and a musician too. So I get that world. I, I know that as an artist, you know, we put in the grindwork to get good at our instrument. And so we come to a point where we want success to happen on our terms, not what the world is. So we want it to be our way. So I think what happens is, as I go back to the analogy earlier, if we're a musician running a business, we are, we're starting to execute some of these steps to get better. I think what ends up happening is some musicians and artists, there is a sort of part of, their, of our brains that, that, are, that says, you know, we, we want to be a huge thing, but we want it in the way we picture it should be. So there's always this battle of, Here's how things should be versus how things are. And I think artists do kind of struggle with this at times. Um, as a business owner gets better, I think you come to the realization that you just have to play the cards that you're dealt and make the best of it. We all want the winning hand all the time. We all want the royal flush. We all want to play the flawless um, Beethoven concerto on the piano, but sometimes we just have to roll with what we got. Right. So I think, I think artists that are running businesses sometimes struggle with that because they envision, you know, they want their school to be this on their terms. And they don't realize that if they just maybe evolve and be okay with accepting feedback, not even criticism, just feedback, maybe change a few things. It'll be exponentially better. So I think it's just something that artists struggle with because we kind of feel like, you know, well, we're the artists. We have it's we have all the answers, but you have to be open to feedback. Absolutely. So Music Academy Success Program got a big year planned. Um, you're coming to our events. You're actually speaking yeah. at some of them. Um, as I said, we're going to be in Nashville in April, um, August. I'm very excited. We're going to be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. My students are going to be performing. I'm going to be performing. I'm doing a Midwest mastermind meeting for people, um, really any of our members, but mainly people that are in the Midwest are coming. It's going to be in Cleveland um, in early August. 
Um, we've got a training camp for new members that are in 18 months or less. That's going to be in October. And then November, we've got two events. Um, we've got our um, annual office staff training where people, which I think this is the sixth or seventh year we've done that, where people send in their office staff and we train them on our processes and how they can run that better in their school. And we've also got our titanium member retreats where you guys are going to come and hang out at my schools, be a fly on the wall. So a lot going on in Music Academy success. And for those of you who don't know, basically what we do in Mass is um, we have a variety of things. We have the original Music Academy success blueprints. We are the original authors of that product. It's a copywritten product. Um, and we send that out. It's got almost 500 pages of all of our processes, all of our marketing. We also have all of our, we have over 100 audio trainings. We've got our new video university training program coming out. We have our closed Facebook group. We have our live events. We have our telecoaching. We have one-on-one -on -one coaching. So we really hit, you know, all the different ways people learn. And the bottom line is we help people to grow because the thing that's interesting about Mass Tim, as you know, is still to this day, we are the only program in business for over 10 years that gives a 100% money back guarantee for 12 months. And either people grow and they're happy or they get every penny back. And it really is that simple. Um, you know, for those of you who are listening saying, man, I'd like to be like Tim Benson. I'd like to get through COVID. I'd like to, you know, be hitting record highs and hitting numbers like mine going from 160K in a month to 180K a month, which is about 2.2 million annually coming. Um, but they're saying, you know, it just kind of sounds too good to be true. Tim, what would you say to them? Well, I would say already, you know, you're limiting your, yourself with that mindset. I mean, you could, anything's possible. That's number one. Just open your mind. Anything's possible. And it is possible. And it's been proven. Not only is it possible, it's proven many times, many times, many times over in the mass system. So that's number one. And really number two, you know, I don't know of many coaching, I don't really any other coaching program that literally is as low risk as this one, because you're either, either one or two things are going to happen. You're going to be successful and you're going to make your money back in spades. Or it's not for you and you get a refund. And I mean, I, I don't see a whole lot of refunds happening in the system. You know, I see more success stories than anything. So that should give you a lot of confidence that this is a proven system. It's been proven thousands of times at this point. So the, the really, the, the risk is just on you to implement. Can you do it? Do you have it in yourself? These are the keys. This is the door to open. You have to walk through it. Absolutely. And, you know, the other thing that's interesting about Mass is um, not only do I still own and operate all three of my schools, but you own and operate yours and Zelko owns and operates his four. A lot of coaches have sold their schools, Tim, during COVID. Yep. So when people are looking at a coaching program, the first question I tell them to ask the coaching organization is, does the coach actually still own and operate their school? If they've sold it, they're at a serious disadvantage compared to the three of us who are actively in this game daily working in our schools. Um, you know, there is a cost to join mass. Like there is any program, like there should be a cost to take guitar lessons that you, you know, we're not in the free guitar lesson game and we're not in the free coaching business either. Um, were you concerned about the price? You know, I was because at the time, you know, I was, you know, up and coming teacher, business owner, and I had to mentally kind of just realize, look, this is an investment. So I didn't, I, I removed the word cost. I said, this is an investment. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to give it my effort. And, you know, look, I talked to my, uh, my wife about it. And I said, you know, I, this program looks very interesting. Um, here's the cost. But I really think this is going to be the right move. 
And she told me, she said, well, let, listen, Tim, just sleep on it. Um, and then I remember, I think that next day after, you know, I, I got the postcard, watched the video. Um, I said, look, I'm going to just do this. I'm just going to do it because I really feel like this is what I need to do. I see the, I see the upside. It's tremendous. And I know me, if I have the knowledge, I'm going to implement it. Um, so that was a personal decision I made and best decision I made in my life. Well, thank you, Tim. And I mean, if you had to guess, I mean, how much money have you made with mass? Oh my goodness. Eight, nine million, maybe awesome. more. I mean, that's off the top of my head, Marty, over the sure. course, probably more actually. Well, yeah. And then you've also got the net score money and the phone yeah. score money. Cause remember guys, you know, we just, and actually we just had a training yesterday on an additional way to make money that is not in the music lesson space. So there's a lot going on in mass entrepreneurially um, with different options for people outside of just the music school thing. We have people that have written books, people that are doing side businesses, people that do all kinds of stuff. We've got to go quick with these last few, we're up against the clock. But Tim, you know, I, I, a lot of my members this year are celebrating 10 plus years with me. Um, you're darn close to that, Mark. Um, why do you stay? Why do you stay with Mass? Well, I mean, number one, I think the the coaching is top notch. Um, number two, the game is always evolving. You know, so you you use this analogy a lot. If I'm a court, pro quarterback on an NFL team, does the quarterback ever say, you know what, I don't need a coach anymore? No, that doesn't happen. Um, it's always about refining. And number three, I just want to stay plugged into this community because I, I feed off not, the, not only the knowledge, but just the energy. And that helps keep me going uh, in good and bad times. So there's no need for me to leave because I feel like this is a lifelong journey and I'm here I'm here so for the long run. I just feel like I get I get something out of it every day. Well, you're doing amazing work. And it's been great to see your star rise. You've come a long way from Guitar Academy, Kadiana to um, the, the, the music empire you run now and also your additional businesses, which are th thriving and growing. Um, so do you have any closing comments? And if somebody wants to reach out and contact you, Tim, how can they do so? So closing comments would be this. Um, you know, if you're considering joining Mass, if you're really wanting to grow your music school, I believe this is the best opportunity for you to do so. Um, I've been in other coaching programs, not music school related, but, you know, marketing. And I just don't see this level of effort and, um, and expertise in other businesses as I do here. So this is top notch, A plus. If you're serious about growing, this is the place to do it. If you need help with your website, um, give us a shout, info at netscorepro.com. That's N-E-T-S-C-O-R-E-P-R-O.com. Same thing with phone score. If you want us to help monitor your front desk, uh, secret shopping via phone calls, phone score pro, and you can send us an email at info at phonescorepro.com. It's very simple. We'd love to help you out. Tim, thanks for taking the time today. It's always great to talk to you and you and I'll be talking very soon. We've got a very busy year ahead of you and I, my friend, and I'm going to be seeing you at Walt Disney World yep. um, for the training there with Advanced Academy. So can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Um, and we'll be putting out the um, the pictures and video from that. We'll do another podcast after that event. We got other podcasts lined up, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast and get notifications. Um, and listen, um, it's very simple. We encourage anybody that's ready to grow their enrollment, get their numbers back. It doesn't matter if you're teaching in your home. It doesn't matter if you have three thousand students. Um, give Music Academy Success a shot. It's very easy. Either you come on board and you grow. Or you got a full 12 months to try us out. And if you're not happy for whatever reason, we give you every penny back. Tim, we looked the other day. We, I think we're up to 67 five-star Google reviews. 
on Facebook. Well deserved. Got, thank you. And on five, well Facebook, all five-star reviews. Better Business Bureau, pristine. And for over 10 years, everything on Google is pristine and positive because we stand by what we do. And part of that is, as you know, we actually have like live office staff. <laughs> Alexis and, and Marissa are full-time. They are in the office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 um, p.m. Eastern. So, guys, give them a call. They'd love to chat with you about your school, hear about what you do, hear about your challenges. 803-917-1434. 803-917-1434. You can call or text that number. And email is office at musicacademysuccess.com. But if you're ready to get started and you're ready to go ahead and work with people like myself and Tim, and you're ready to get your business back to where you need it to be or break through a plateau like Tim did, it's simple. Go to musicacademysuccess.com slash apply, musicacademysuccess.com slash apply. Fill out the application. As long as you're not blocked and you're approved, we can get you on our online community tonight and get your box of materials in the mail and you'll be on a fast track call with me very soon. So that's the first thing we do with new members. As you know, Tim, is actually both of us spend time with all new members. We go through their website. We go through their social media. We go through their history. They fill out a questionnaire and we spend time with them. We don't just say, hey, here's the stuff. Good luck. We actually spend time with all new members on our fast track call. So if you're ready, musicacademysuccess.com slash apply. Mr. Benson, keep kicking mass, as we say, and great work, my friend. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on, Marty. Um, and thank you again for, for everything you've done for me. Thank you. You're welcome. Best is yet to come. So everybody have a great day. Here's to your Music Academy success. <laughs>